welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Paul. And I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 105. Yeah, we took a little break, but now we're back. We have been to the cinema to watch Alex Garland's Men. In our Something to Scream About, we're going to be talking all things strange in the new season of Stranger Things. And not only that, Mr. Paul Butcher pulled out the bag from the last episode, David Cronenberg's Videodrome. Not the only thing I pulled out of me. <laughs> God. Oh, dear. Christ almighty. Weird old film. Good. Can't, I can't wait to talk about that one. But first, before we go on, we've got a little congratulations to uh, say to somebody on the podcast, Mr. Butcher. He's only mm-hmm. gone and got himself engaged. Woo! Woo! Oh, Thank boo. you. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Podcast's over. Now I'm engaged. So, see ya. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> the whip is out. <laughs> nah, man. I'm, I'm buzzing. Yeah, it's all good. Mrs. The future Mrs. Butcher and stuff. So, it's all good. So are we having a horror themed wedding or <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that. I was, I'm trying to I'm trying to move her move her into that ground slowly. Slowly. Wreck three, Paul. Wreck three. Go for it. <laughs> I liked Wreck Three. That was good. It was good. It was good. We're about... ah, that's a that's a something to scream about for the next episode is horror weddings. For our next I think we're doing Stranger Things talk for the next couple of All right. After couple. that. But yeah, we should get, that that'd be quite fun. Give us a chance to find some uh yeah. Weddings in horror movies. That'd be quite funny. I can't mm. think of any off the top of my head apart from apart from Rec Free, so that's good. Well, I can. Definitely. Okay. What we've been watching, lads. Geordie Paul, do you want to go first? What have you been up to? Um I well, uh, not a lot. Stranger Things basically has consumed my life for the past <laughs> couple of weeks. So um but yeah, I did watch a few films actually. Uh so again, crossing the line of thriller and horror, but I watched uh, The Bone Collector again. Oh, yeah, Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie. Um, and yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not amazing. It's not rubbish. It's quite It's quite a nice sort of pop conflict. So yeah, it was good. I yeah. also watched uh, Shutter Island. I love that movie. Good movie. Yeah, never seen that for a while. Um, and the wife hadn't seen it either, which was quite nice with the, the, wee, the wee twist. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I watched Love, Death and Robots the entire season. What do you think? I thought it was better than season two. Um, yeah, miles the, the night of the mini Evil Dead, I got that wrong, was an absolute masterstroke. And I urge, even if anyone hasn't seen it, just go on to Love, Death and Robots, get on to season three and just the night of the mini Dead or the Evil Dead or mini, whatever no, it is. No, you're it right. It's genius. Not- Night of the Mini Dead, you're definitely right. And honestly, that first little opening sequence of them shagging in the cemetery, I think, was absolutely hilarious. Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It was so well done. But yeah, so I watched that. And then I did watch a film, but I'm going to let Paul introduce it because he's going to tell you, probably tell you about it because he recommended well, it. And, this was, and I don't want to spit Daily Thunder. So. This was recommended by um, a mate who listens to the podcast called Mr. Paul Thomas. Um, and he does chuck me a few movies sometimes and they are usually fucking pretty damn good and this time he said the sadness which was on uh shudder oh my god did it fucking oh, no spoilers please Holy shit. Really yeah mate honestly dude you need to see this it's um korean um zombie oh, a korean sort of rage virus 
flick and it has got some of the most darkest fucked up scenes that i've seen in a horror movie for a long long time and that's including the fucking movie that we just watched at the cinema i mean men was fucking outstanding but like this this oh, had, this, the back. this had some <laughs> this had some really fucked up moments in it i mean they went they went to extremes in this one and it's definitely worth a watch the gore is fantastic what yeah unreal and it never lets up paul it's, nah. not, it's just from start to finish it's just like from intense scene to intense scene and they just think and you know when we did that um the the argentinian film a couple of weeks ago virus 32 yeah it was like what that could have been yeah i agree i really did i thought that and they pushed the envelope but there was definitely a few moments where i was literally like what the actual fuck what but uh, yeah matt honestly garnet it is brilliant and, i like, will i will all practical effects as well, which he obviously loves. So, Jesus. Yeah. What was yeah. the TV series all about? De- all about dead was it or something like that? Um, the the one of the kids in the school, the the, the Korean one. You saw that some of that. All, all of us are dead. All of us are dead. Oh, yeah. So yeah, very reminiscent, you know. In, but they're like definitely not. It's it's more rageful. It's just fucking nuts. Yeah, but very highly recommend. I posted on my Instagram as well because I, I, it was that good. So yeah, really good. So thanks for that one, but you uh, yeah, I was expecting that to be like the Beast of Bunny, but you know, Beast of Bunny. I mean, I've watched uh, I watched the first four episodes of The Boys, um, which I'm quite happy about because it's gone. I don't know. The humor seems to have dropped slightly, but the fucking uh, the sociopathic Homelander is it's gone really. It's gone really dark and twisted. You think any minute now, Homeland is just going to rip every single person apart that's in front of him. It's fucking I've only mad. done the first episode, so please, no spoilers. Uh, but yeah, the I've first episode that. was tremendous. So, yeah, don't even yeah. spoil it. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Obi-Wan as well, which is fantastic, but um, with the biggest, <laughs> the biggest <sighs> villain <sighs> is back. Come on. Yes. Uh, maybe we need to do a our own little spin-off podcast for that, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of discussion. I did lose our little WhatsApp chat for about a week and then came back to it and there was a lot of discussion. <laughs> but yeah, that's um that's been me. Uh Matt, what have you been up to? I've been on holiday, and that's obviously why we took a bit more of a break. Um but yeah, um could have been a horror show, but I made my flight. It's all good. Um but no, I've I, my life has been consumed by basically Obi-Wan and Stranger Things. So yeah. It's been just that's all all consuming, basically. And I've I've watched some Love, Death and Robots. I also have watched it all, and I thought it was brilliant. Loved it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, House of I mean, not the not the Mini Dead is probably the most outstanding one, but there are some absolute fucking treats in there. Right, so we get on to some uh, some news. Matt, do you want to take us away? Yes, I will. So you bastards can't steal my news for a change. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah there's, there's obviously going to be a lot that we've got but i've got a couple of bits um so i've seen that they've obviously announced that um the new predator movie prey is going to be on disney in the uk on august the 5th on disney plus what do you guys feel about that oh, the fact that it's coming on disney mm. uh, i don't know i mean they they do take some swings and they get them a lot right but we shall see. I'll I, I reserve judgment. I mean, the, the nature of it and the story storyline looks quite interesting, quite Arnie and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, before Arnie was Arnie. I don't know. 
I'm looking forward to it. This is another I, fucking product movie. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I think the look and feel looks really good. Uh, I, I still think it should... I'm, for the life of me, can't understand why a Predator film doesn't get a theatrical release, though. Like, surely that's made for the big screen. But yeah, I we'll watch it however we can. Uh, also, just on that, Matt, um, I don't know if you know, but they're, they're releasing it with a, a Comanche, a full Comanche soundtrack on it. Ooh. So you can watch it subtitled in Native American. That's language. exactly what I was just about to say. I was Ooh. like... Sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I no, I was I didn't know that and I didn't oh. hear that on the news. But when I was watching the trailer the other day, I was like, why have they not just not gone in the language that you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, I was, I, like, well I thought because I, I was watching it and the only bit of the trailer which I thought that's a bit shit was the language because yeah, it was so, very modern American it sounded. Very American. Very and I thought not even like old American sounding. I thought, oh, this sounds a bit yeah, it doesn't even sound like Native American speak. Um, do you so, remember that film that Mal Gibson did, Apocalypse? Apocalypto? Apocalypto, yeah. That was amazing. That's yeah. Just, do you know, yeah. I was just like, that, oh, that's mate. really good news. I'm really happy about that. But yeah, apparently it's included in that. I don't know, you obviously have to go into the language options and stuff, but it's in there. So, yeah, I think I'll watch it definitely in that language. Because I think, especially in a Predator film, you, you it'll, if you're sort of. It'll add to it. it yeah, it'll add to like the alienation and the. You, you, the predator prey you don't really you understand you're watching it but you don't really understand what's going on a bit you have to sort of play catch up a bit and i'll add to the suspense of yeah so, no, so I, I was chuffed that it was, it was the only bit of the trailer i did think was a bit shit but yeah no, i look forward to it oh, i can't wait it does look good this one this next bit of news i've got is for mr paul butcher i love this so arachnophobia looks like it's getting a remake <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know you love the spiders yeah, I, I do. I did like this movie. I do like being scared, and this is one of the ones that make me scared. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been directed by Christopher Landon. Christopher Landon, who did yeah, Def, Happy Death Day and Freaky. Yeah. Um, along with along for the remake is James Wan and Michael Clear with the production banner of Atomic Robot, Amberlin. I wonder if they go comedy horror again with it, or they just go full list spider horror. Because oh, obviously the first one. I know, the, the first one, though, right, it, it hasn't aged well, but I think that adds to the scariness of it. Yeah, because it's all practical effects, though. It does kind yeah. of good, apart from the spider at the end, but, like, the bit in the house, man. Whoo! Whoo! I've had that moment. I've had that moment where the the spider comes down off the, the roof. Not, like, fucking 50 of the bastards. Just one. Oh, <laughs> through a fucking shoot. I had one the other day. I was driving along in my car, and it basically came down from the window, uh, from the... You know the mirror, the flap. It came down. It was right in front of me as I was driving. It just came down a little, little strand of web. All of our Australia. Fell on my lap. I literally, luckily, the window was open. I just grabbed it and threw it out of the car. All of our, all of our Australian listeners are just saying, "Hmm, what about the hunter spiders that they have to deal with daily?" (laughs) On that note, still, the original director is returning as the executive producer. That's good to hear. Still might be, still might be good. And my last bit of news, which is uh, very interesting, not much has come out about this. There's just talks. Uh, it's being reported that Stranger Things creators, the Duffer Brothers, are reportedly in talks to helm a Ghost Rider series set in MCU. But the Marvel Studios have not come out. It said Kevin Feige is currently in talks with the uh, Duffer Brothers, and I don't know whether it's going to be a movie or a TV show yet. Okay. That could be insane. I'd hope for a TV series get a bit more content out of it. 
and don't bring Nicolas Cage back. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although it didn't really work for Sh- in Agents of Shield, really, either, in my opinion. But whatever. So we'll see. Lots of horror. For- if they go full horror, then I'm happy. We'll see. Okay, cool. Who's next? One, you go, Butch. Oh, yes. Um, okay. So American Carnage the trailer. Jenna, another Jenna Ortega. Obviously, we, there's another bit of Jenna Ortega news. I'll go for double or Jenna Ortega news for you. So she is going to star in a violent nursing home horror movie this summer. Um, it's a twisted thriller comedy. Um, I've seen the trailer. It looks fucking awesome. Um, loads of kids are in like a um, a ho- they're, they're like what do you call them? They're in juvie and then they get sent to a home to help out. And then there's loads of weird shit happen with loads of old people and they just have to fight them off. It just looks like weird and wacky. So I, I like the look of this one, American Carnage. Second bit of General Ortega news. I don't know if you saw it, the teaser trailer of Wednesday. Um, obviously the um, Netflix TV series is coming on, which is all about the Adams family. We've seen just um, the first images of uh, General Ortega as Wednesday, which looked pretty cool. Nothing really much to give away, but that'll be out soon. So looking forward to that. Um, she's smashing it. Keep on the horror. That's what I say. She's becoming a proper scream queen, isn't she? Agreed, definitely. Um, Dash Cam. I mean, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit later after with the main review, but the new the new horror film has been marked so offensive that UK cinema chain View has cancelled every screening. So that was a little bit of hype there for everyone. You can, however, pay to watch it on Amazon, which we will, we will be doing for the next episode. <laughs> nice bit of hype there. I like that um what else i got joker sequel in the works how do you feel about that not sure about that i'm not going to try and pronounce the title but uh the title might give it a bit of a clue about what it's going to be about though because it might be about him and harley quinn fuller yeah yeah i think i think it might be about him and harley quinn the whole and I, to be honest, if they're going to do a joke of a sequel to that film, they need to keep it as bleak as fuck. And all they need to do is set it in Arkham Asylum. He's being captured, and it's just the whole film is him and whoever's going to play Harley Quinn, just in his mental manipulation of her, and then they break out at the end. I would yeah. quite happily sit through hours of that. But, yeah, we yeah. shall see. Uh, mate, awesome bit of news. Remember Becky from last year? Love that movie. Oh yes, Becky. I think it's on uh, Shudder at the moment. I think Um, Becky Two, the wrath of Becky. No way. Lulu Wilson (laughs) is going to be returning in in a sequel to the violent, violent thriller, along basically the same lines and plot as the other one. She's She's gonna be like fucking John Wick. She's gonna have like (laughs) twenty movies. She's about to say that John Wick. She's been in hiding, but she's going up against some more fucking Nazis. (laughs) Instead of Kevin James, it's gonna be Kevin Smith. That'd be funny. (laughs) Um, I got this weird one. I'm not really sure this is that, that interesting to everyone. There's a new movie coming out for Netflix again. Um, Paul, Paul Feig's uh, movie, uh, who do, obviously did Ghostbusters last Christmas. He is is a novel based on a novel, The School for Good and Evil. Heard about it? I think mm-hmm. it, I'm not sure if it's going to be quite <laughs> for kids or not, but it's quite an interesting, like you know, the dark fairy tales, like. I don't know Cinderella goes to the good the the good school and they learn how to be a princess and then like I think they're 
bad people go, well, the villains go to like the bad school and they're on the opposite Sounds side. Sounds like Descendants to me. Yeah, and they're on. They're on they're <laughs> yeah, it's on, on the Disney Channel. <laughs> they're on opposite sides of the bridge, but. That's get, fucking Descendants. So they get switched. I don't know. But it's called. But Charlie, Charlie Theron's in it and there's quite a, a, a bolster cast in it. So I don't know. But it looked, you know, quite creepy. We see. Like quite Sabrina ish, maybe. I don't know. Um, I read this and I don't know if this is bollocks. We read this all the fucking time. So Matt didn't mention it. So maybe it is complete bollocks. But we'll see. Winona Ryder will return in the Beetlejuice sequel produced by Brad Pitt's company Plan B. The script is yet to be written. More info soon. But I'm sure we wow. need six months. <laughs> there's a little bit to add to that. Okay. There's rumors that this might be Johnny Depp's comeback role. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. After all Not that. Beetlejuice, no? Yep. That's oh, the rumors. No. No, Keaton, Keaton or nobody. Keaton or nobody. Oh, that's what I think. I think totally. I, I agree. But if Keaton don't want to do it or the money's not right for him. I mean, I could see Depp playing like a, like a rival to Beetlejuice. Mm. Good job. Yeah. We shall we see. Be writing this shit. I didn't. I didn't include this in my news, but I will mention it and see how you guys feel. I'm not really bothered about them. This next movie now, Scream Six, is no longer got Neve Campbell in. What's the point of making Scream movies? Yeah, they, it sounds like they kind of didn't give her the money that she kind of thought that she was owed after putting mm. so much work in. But then again, I was thinking she wasn't in the last one loads, and she probably got a massive paycheck for that. But, yeah, mate. It's yeah. starting a bit of a movement, isn't it? There's like a, a website you can go on to like lend your support to Nate Campbell, like David Arquette. All this, all the cast have said it, and like Matthew awesome. Lillard. I've been. Uh, this was part of my news as well. So, but there's like a I support Neve or Neve. It's something like Neve is scream or something like that. It's something like a bit wanky like that. But yeah, yeah, they don't need to make the movie in my opinion. If I mean, I know we said that like Hayden Panettiere is coming back, but I don't see them needing to make the movie unless she's in it. Uh, just call it something else. So but if she's, I think if she's going to be in it, she needs to be in it, not just a cameo. Uh, just mostly, kill her in the first five minutes, do it. Then Drew Barrymore. And... Has Courtney Cox signed up to this movie, though? That's the other thing. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Obviously, Arquette's dead. They're slowly dying out the trio, so I don't know. Maybe Spoilers screen... for everybody who ain't watched the last screen movie. Well, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the last screen movie. January. Oh, no. You spoiled it. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh no! Whatever. Really poor. I'm so sorry. Sorry for. And horrible. you know what? I didn't listen to the episode. You just did the reviewer. <laughs> don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Never mind. It's okay. It's been but, fucking yeah. six months. Get over it. All right. <laughs> At the end of Six Sense. Over <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, Paul. What have you got left? Oh wow! I've got quite a bit <laughs> left. <laughs> the dregs of the bottom of dregs. the well. No, actually, I've got a few bits and bobs that I thought you guys would mention. Um, so first off, did you have you seen the Monsters trailer? Yes. Oh shit! Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So not your favorite Rob Zombie? It's not really a trailer. No, it's more of a teaser than anything else. But yeah, it looks like the most accessible Rob Zombie film ever. <laughs> Madness, isn't it? I'm not sure. A studio payday thing or something. Unless, unless what's going to happen is you're going to watch it for like an hour, and then all of a sudden, like. Herman Monster's just gonna like start ripping faces off people and uh, <laughs> whipping his penis I, out and yeah, over someone's or it's just gonna like flash subliminal messages through the film at you all all the way through. Um, the M Night Shyamalan runs got a new film coming out called uh, Knock at the Cabin. His last one was old, wasn't it? Yeah. So Knock at the Cabin. The Cabin 
basically the post, the film poster got released, and it looks exactly the same as Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> and it's called Knock at the Cabin, but it's uh, going to be shot on thirty-five mil film. It's going to have a vintage lens, and apparently, it's going to have a nineties thriller feel. So that that look, I like my. Let me guess. There's going to be a twist. Ooh. <laughs> um, Midnight Club. Mike Flanagan has a new Netflix series coming out in October. It's called The Midnight Club. There's a little trailer on there. It looks a bit more teeny bopper than Midnight Mass, but uh, yeah, Midnight Club looks quite cool, and hopefully it's as good as Midnight Mass. Mass Midnight Mass was fucking spectacular. Uh, There's a new Fear Street trilogy in development. It had to be, didn't it? It had to be. Ah, okay. So I don't know that there's it's that's just in development, so I don't think there's any concrete dates or anything around it. Um Ghostbusters. So there's a new animated series coming from Jason Reitman and the producer of Afterlife. The really real Ghostbusters? I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's an animated series. I don't know what it's around, but it's it's the makers of Afterlife, so I don't know if it's gonna incorporate any of that. And also today I read it literally just before I left to come to do the podcast uh there's a sequel the sequel to afterlife is actually in production now and it's codenamed it's well it's working title is firehouse and i heard that somewhere already yeah in manhattan it's got to be in it ghostbusters what do you want Um, and then the last bit of news uh i watched the trailer of this and this looks really good um like over the past three days, oh, so much content just got announced. But uh, Guillermo del Toro has a horror anthology series coming out on Netflix called The Cabinet of Curiosities. Yes, I saw this. Mm. And it looks pretty. It's The trailer doesn't really give much away. It's just loads of random shots of stuff. But it's got Andrew Lincoln's in one of the episodes and uh, Rupert Grint's in one of the episodes as well. Yes, I saw there's, there's still from it. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it looks pretty creepy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's Del Toro, so I'll, I'll watch it. Cool, man. But yeah, so that was it. That was my my news. Nice. One last bit from me before we go. The Crow is now on Netflix. As in the original, it, go and watch it. The original Crow, of course. For those who haven't got it on Blu-ray, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got it on Blu-ray. Actually, I got it on DVD, which sucks. I think I still got it on VHS. Cool. Oh, actually, maybe I have. Go on, VHS. Hmm. Great soundtrack as well. La- laser disc. Beta <laughs> <laughs> Max. <laughs> Excellent. Should we um, should we move on to our main review? Why are you doing here? 
Yes, so this week we have been to the cinema to see the new Alex Garland-directed movie, uh, written and directed by Alex Garland, should I say, uh, Men. Um, so, quick, a very quick plot. Uh, a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. What starts off as an idyllic vacation soon turns into a nightmare. <laughs> Where so, do we start with this one? <laughs> wow, this this is quite close to where, well, where Butch used to, well, still kind of lives. It's somewhere off the M4, isn't it? It's not off the M4. Let me start with that. That annoyed me. It was nowhere near the M4. We, we, we decided we... Cotson. Cotson, which is in like Herefordshire. Have you checked it right though? Cotson, as in S-O-N. Right. Cots and woods. It might not be. It might be a fake place. Probably made up, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's caused a little bit of controversy. I know that much. Um, it stars uh, Jesse Buckley and <laughs> mainly uh, Rory Kinnear as like every fucking fucker in the uh, this, this the 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 real edge. Um, I mean, Jesse Buckley plays Harper, is trying to obviously get away from it all, and she's seen, she's goes to this big estate home. Um, and she's it seems like she's dealing with on the verge of domestic abuse so she just wants to take a breather um, and find herself again basically and she finds herself face to face with Jeffrey our first Rory Kinnear character Mate, who steals the film everybody in their life has definitely met a Jeffrey <laughs> I definitely have met a Jeffrey <laughs> what? he reminded me of you so you're my Jeffrey <laughs> Oh, thank you very much, Paul. Oh, lovely. I mean, the house looks amazing where she's staying, but it was there was definitely something I put in after after a little um, the little comedic Jeffrey um, performance and a like um, amazing it, performance. Yeah, yeah. It's the, when he was fucking showing around, around that house was fucking hilarious. Lots of spoilers. <laughs> it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it. Um, it is very strange and very odd, and it has lots of um, lots of practical awesome special effects in it um it's very gory um and very like wicker man-esque there's some kind there's some you know weirdness to that I, I haven't watched mother matt but i don't know if it sort of compares to that sort of movie uh, yeah in some ways some definitely some ways but i don't know i don't know i think the, the clever thing about what this movie did is that it's it's definitely not a slow burn but it, it forebodes up to uh, what's happening. And I think that's what does a really good job at the start is where you feel isolated with her and it follows her and her only, especially when she goes for that walk. And I, I, I know about you guys, but sometimes when I think about, I used to walk my dog in some woods and stuff and I used to be on, all on my own. And you think, what if someone weird did appear or something happened? Because you're literally on your own in the middle of some some woods and that really it made me feel uneasy when she was like, because you just knew something was going on, especially when she gets to that tunnel. Yeah, I went for a walk today as well through um, through Birdlip and through all the be- the the woods through. Um, was that last night? The Cotswold, not last night. No. Oh, okay. Not okay. not dogging. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I guess I, I wasn't naked and the weird guy. But yeah, it was just that that from that moment of the walk, I felt very it was very chilling i was a bit annoyed with the walk as well i was like she's not really prepared for this she's she's thinking where's a bottle of water 
you know, no snack. So <laughs> no raincoat. <laughs> but she's always just enjoying it. But when she gets to that that tunnel that we see in the trailer, it's so cleverly shot and the echoes. But she's she's like loving that. it. She's like, oh, she's finally a bit of peace. I'm loving nature. It's a little bit of rain. Oh, this is funny. Oh, I'm gonna be wet. And then it's like she finds that tunnel and then fuck. Then it's like suddenly she's just boosted back into reality where she's being like fucking stalked or chased even by some fucking weird personal thing. And that was just serious. I love the way she was being chased though. So like obviously she's she's in a she's, she's, there's a massive tunnel and then she's sort of like making echoes through the tunnel. Um With a beautiful voice. Which she sets up the uh soundtrack to the film basically because that's then reiterated through it. So I I'll go on a bit I'll go on a bit of the symbol, symbology later on. Uh, but um, when the, and obviously the silhouette at the other end of the tunnel stands up, and then it doesn't it, like obviously normal horror films they're like a legget and you're like run 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 because you're gonna get caught. This one it's like a jaunty little jog, but it's even more sinister. Yeah, because it's almost like I don't need to run very fast to catch you. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, it's that's the whole point. Was she even being chased? You know? Yeah, it's like. Well, those sorts of questions and stuff, but that the the sudden appearance of uh, of that a naked, bold Roy Roy Kinnear, and the the eeriness of his appearance in in at the windows and stuff where she couldn't see him. Oh, that was so was, well done. That. It's a bit oh, like oh, uh, that bit in uh, It Follows. Yeah, where they kind of run, you see it behind them running to, and it's like it's just creepy, and it's just that not knowing thing. You're looking at every little window pane to see where he is, and he's not where you think he'll be. And then the camera just, as it moves, he's just sort of in a little window pane, and you're like, shit. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. you obviously, she's obviously on the phone, and you're thinking, oh, the woman, the person's going to see it, and she's not, but she keeps turning the wrong way, and you're like, no, keep your phone. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, but like, I love this, and, and this is one of the questions I definitely wanted to ask. So throughout the movie, obviously, Rory Kinnear is popping up as like a policeman, um, a, vic- a very creepy vicar, um, a little weird child, um, uh, pub landlord, uh, two chavs in a pub sort of thing. It's it's all Rory Kinnear as the men in this, but, in this movie. Let's just put it like straight with that. They they are not exactly the same looking <laughs> or slightly different, are they? Yeah. You know it's him, but it's slightly different. Well, we, Apart from the weird superimposed kid's face, that was just fucking freaky. I didn't like, didn't like that. Fucked up. But the vicar for me was creepier. But like, um, I don't know, man. She can't see the. Di- we can see the difference. We understand that this is the same fucking dude, but she doesn't see it. She's never questions it. She never fucking uh, like looks twice or looks odd. It's it's just people. So it's like, are we seeing? as the audience meant to see you know all men are the same or it does just does she just not acknowledge the the way that i don't know it's just so weird because because if if i thought like the person who was going to fall out the window with the her boyfriend the whole reason for getting there was like that's they all look that he was rory kinnear and that's why she was seeing rory kinnear's but she wasn't, was she? It wasn't. He wasn't anyone. It looked anything like him. So I just thought that was fucking weird. I don't know if anyone's got any answers for that. <laughs> I think this film is one of, like. So I afterwards, it, it sort of perplexed me a bit, and I sort of sat and thought about it. And I was like, right, it, 
I don't think it's one of them where if you if you sit and think, did this really happen or did this not really happen? I think you just tie yourself in knots. I think the the whole message behind it of why it's happening is is more sort of relevant to to the film rather than actual what bits happened and what bits didn't. Because um, if I first came and said, well, that was all in our head, uh, or but then it was like, well, it couldn't have been all in our head because <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you you start to ring yourself around and go, well, nothing really makes sense in that way. So for me, it was about what what it's actually symbolising and what, what where it's trying to get to. Um, do we want to go? Do we want to go for spoilers on I think we're going the, to the scene right now? Because it'll make I think it'll make more sense when we're talking about the kind of like why we think or what we think's going on kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. go on. Well, then, right. So yeah, so we get where she's being basically chased around the house by different, several different blokes, and whatever she does to each person stays with the next person so she cuts this guy's this guy cuts his own hand that was a scene. which is fucking genius effects i don't know did the special effects on this but really good and then each person has that wound like it's just that it's the same person they're getting the same effects but they're just changing their appearance but yeah it just comes to a point where now some kind of again back to the mythical I don't know folklore or something this kind of creepy looking naked guy so then we get to this creepy guy who yeah who looks like the green man like from the folklore thing like yeah, yeah it, like, is the, it is he's meant to be the green man like right down through four. what is the fuck is the green man then it's like this just this like uh pagan sort of it, it like represents like nature and so like it's, it's like a, a spirit of nature essentially okay and he's and he looks like he's pregnant right has he taken over this village are we assuming that is he are they actually all of him or i think is he giving birth to the whole village or what what are we assume because obviously the, there was a woman cop who wasn't a rory Kinnear. So explain to me that. Because mm. <laughs> there's a re- re- really small cast on this film, wouldn't there? there yeah. was, there's not many people in it at all. So, so bonkers. But some of the, like, like I said, the special effects and the design of it and the, the way it's done and shot, so creepy and weird. And I mean, that, that vicar scene in the, in the bathroom, um, when you think that he, with his little lobster claws and stuff like around his neck, it's just so awful awful to watch it's so the whole thing is just uncomfortable but yet triumphant at the same time because she doesn't really show she's fearful but also she's kind of brave it's weird it's such a weird concoction that little chavvy kid man didn't you just want to punch him in the face (laughs) oh it was so the 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 little kid though like i mean he was a little shit at this the church when he sort of wants to play hide and seek and she's like no and he's like you stupid bitch um but the when she he's in the house with her, he is he is the creepiest one out of the lot. Because he when he's walking, true. she's got the knife. She's got a knife, and she's walking towards. He's walking towards her, and she's like, "Look, I don't care. I'll stab you." And then he's like, "No, you won't." And then he went, "Well, actually, perhaps you should, because it's the last chance you'll ever get." <laughs> oh my word! I was like, "Woo!" Yeah, <laughs> uh, the mask as well was weird and creepy. Is that is that got some? I didn't really understand the symbolism of the mask. 
Does it matter? I don't know. But where, the way he put it on the crow, I thought that was fucking... Yeah, it's like on the dead crow, and then he was like moving it back and forth like he was making love to it or something. Shagging the crow with her face on it, maybe? Maybe. Or just... I don't know. I don't know. Is she the representation of women? And, and, and <laughs> Come on, Paul, you must have looked up something. You got... Are you, do, 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 I, so yeah, so basically the 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 whole thing is is is, and this is I suppose this is why you're saying there's a bit of controversy around it. Um, well, that's why we need to talk about the part that we haven't even breached yet. Breached. Okay, with, with you talk. Oh, yeah. Which part? The, the birthing part. Rebirthing. Like six birth part. Yeah. So basically, fucking she's horrendous. You've seen you've seen babies come out, Paul. Come on. <laughs> Jordy yeah. Paul. So yeah. Well, the green the green man rocks up right at the end after she's been terrorized and all that, and then he's pregnant and then gives birth to. Who does he, is it the priest? He gives birth to. He gives birth to the little kid. He gives birth to yeah. the priest. He keeps giving birth to versions of the himself. Housekeeper Jeffrey. Yeah. Until basically she he they rebirth her ex husband. What the out fuck? of his mouth out of Jeffrey's mouth. But why? Why did it suddenly transform into the into the husband? Is it you know? I mean, it was, so fu- whole- it was fucking creepy, and it was so cleverly done. The C- the CGI or however however they shot that thing was immense. It I can creep- see how people would find that. That us being seasoned, kind of lot, we've seen a lot of fucking terrible shit, like horrendous shit, and a lot of like special effects and stuff. But to the common person that doesn't watch a lot of horror movies i can imagine that is pretty graphic yeah definitely you not agree yeah yeah well i was 100%. sat in the cinema like with with a few of the people around us and i could hear toots and what the hell and oh my god and there, there was a woman behind me after i finished saying that's two hours i'll never get back <laughs> so there's <sighs> definitely there's definitely an audience for this film but the whole so there's the theory around the whole film, basically, and the, 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 I've read a bit about it, how much controversy it's caused by not just the scene, the the message behind the film, mm. basically, is just... The message behind the film, essentially, is all men are twats. <laughs> right? I got that. So, so there's, there's this big thing, there's this hashtag and a movement saying that not all men are evil, which, to be honest, right, proves the film's point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because like for someone to go, well, I'm not like that. You know what I mean? I'm not, that's it. Just almost goes, well, stop being a dick. No one's really calling you that. Yeah, just made point that. Why do you? No one's directing it at you. You don't feel guilty yeah. if you don't feel. Just don't acknowledge it, you dick. So yeah. by making a hashtag and a movement out of it, they've just solidified the film's message. It's 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 great. It's crazy. But yeah, so the the there's. Throughout the film, obviously, she flashes back to her ex-husband. And obviously, at the start, you know, he's... he's Well, at the start, I think you think he's killed himself. And uh, she watched him sort of fall to his death from outside the flat. Then you find out a bit more of what it was. And actually, you find out that her ex-husband was a complete douchebag. Oh, uh, big time. Big douchebag. I'm going to kill Controlling, reading messages. And then, obviously, mm. abusive towards her. And then he's, like, threatening to kill himself so that she won't leave him because she's going to divorce him and holding that over and, and all this type of stuff. So that, that plays out in like flashback scenes throughout the film as things are happening, like more, more, more and more. She's meeting more and more of these men, essentially. Um, and then 
yeah, so the whole thing, that's what I was saying, Paul, I don't know if it's happening, it's not happening, it's all in our head, it's not in our head, but the whole thing is just about every time she's obviously trying to get over this like grief she has and this guilt she feels because he either, she explains she either, he either killed, jumped or he fell from the balcony because he went upstairs in the upstairs flat to try and get back down. Um, and she doesn't know if she fell and she feels that guilt. Yeah, she, she she shouldn't feel guilty because obviously everything's done to her. Um, and then when she's obviously going through and meeting these people um, or meeting these men, they're all essentially blaming her for her predicament. So the the priest blames her for... Um, she even says, like, did... Did you, could you not forgive him? Like, surely it's did not the worst you, sin oh, in the world. Did you let him say sorry? Yeah. yeah. It's like not capital punishment, is it? You know, the, the little kid blames her for ruining his hide-and-seek game when she didn't actually have anything to do with it. So are they sort of like versions of his personality, do you think? Is that what they're representing that? Yeah. Because I mean, when, when he did see that horrific scene of him um, with his ankle twisted and his arm ripped in the... Um, railing they did obviously replicate that they mirrored it i thought that's so clever yeah. i said yeah. that to yeah. i was like like it's really clever how they they kind of incorporated that in and they really hammered it like everyone that got birthed had the same injury it wasn't like they were rebirthing or regenerating mm. um so yeah so there's so there's that so if you notice that when they were birthed when they were getting rebirthed everyone was more feeble than the rest so Jeffrey, so I don't know if you notice Jeffrey. Obviously, Jeffrey's the one that doesn't really do anything. He looks after her. He's sort of the nice one. But it's also in a he feels Jeffrey is like trying to protect her when she doesn't really ask for it. You know, he's really like, I'll I'll look after you and I'll do this. And then he, he mentions that his dad said to him that he's he's he would never make a military man because he's a bit dim witted or too soft or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's he's been put down and he's like the most feeble one. Because if you notice when he gets rebirthed, he's crying. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously her husband comes our ex-husband comes back out of that. Um so yeah, so then obviously it's just it's that sort of like it's it's still your fault, essentially, and like all He also was the fault. only one that came feet first. Does that have anything to do with it? It's probably got something to do with it, but yeah. I don't, I... <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's weird, because everyone else come out like differently and then just came out like fucking feet well, first out of his mouth, which was funny. Maybe it's because Jeffrey's too feeble to push it out the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's it is. He, he's, he's that pathetic. Oh, I love Jeffrey. The scene in the pub with, with the uh, policeman and Jeffrey's yeah. talking, it was just brilliant. He's like, but yeah. they still might have eaten a couple of arvels, and he's like, scrumping, hang them. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he's he's brilliant. I I I thoroughly enjoyed this one in in a in a weird way because it just it got me and I was fucking and I was anxious watching it and I like that it affected me. You did a bit uh, of squirming. I I saw you. I definitely did a bit of squirming. It, it definitely affected me, which is what I want from a movie. Um, and it made me question stuff, which again, and I think that's what you want. You want to make your own mind up. In that, you know, Alex's Garland, I've read a mark where he didn't said there's no answers. It's just his, it's the fun of the, it's your interpretation. There is open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. I like that. For then again, it was written and directed by a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, men don't really come out any, anywhere good in this film. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, nor does he, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, like, because that's the thing, like, I questioned, obviously she's got a friend who she keeps FaceTiming. 
Who's pregnant? She's like, all like, no, you stay. This is your place to grieve and don't leave. And I'm going to come up and we're going to get shit-faced and we're going to enjoy ourselves. And then when she turns up... See, this is the thing where I didn't know if it was real or not because obviously it, there's a point where Jeffrey crashes a car and there's like blood stains up the path. But when the when the a mate comes, it's almost like she doesn't see any of that. No, she didn't see any corpses or anything. Um, and then obviously she's sat there on the step, all like happy, and she's got like a, a little plant shoot in her hand. Mm. And uh, our mate's pregnant, and it's almost like life goes on type of thing. Mm. That that was weird, like because they didn't actually focus on her friend being pregnant until she turned up. Because I thought it was a bit weird. She said, "I'll." You know, I'll come up and I'll watch you drink. And I was like, that's a bit weird. Why would you say that? And then she turns up, she's pregnant. That's why I thought maybe maybe it is all in her head because she's like, all these things relate all together in one and she's making it up. I mean, what do, what was the line her, her ex-husband said to her at the end? Was it, I just want you to love me? Is that what Yeah, I just wanted your love. Your love, yeah. Which is the ultimate guilt. It's like I wasn't being I was only being nasty, so you would love me. Why don't you love me? Mm. Don't wear like that. You wanker. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Very good. Very interesting, you know, and, and like I said, cinematography was amazing. Musically it was it was it was the on music point. was fantastic. Yeah. That was really, really good. I like this far better than Annihilation, definitely. Um on my opinion. Oh yeah, hundred percent. A twenty four smashing it out of the park again, I think, in, in my definitely. Um, but how would where would you even think about rating this movie? How 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 much did you like it? How much did you sort of it challenge you and enjoy it? Well, it it challenged me massively. I mean, like I said, I went and did a bit of reading about it, and then Dang. like I didn't want to just copy what someone else had done, but it did make me sort of understand, sort of channel help channel my thought process yeah. to go, yeah, actually, because I was getting a bit hung up on the plot rather than actual just the film. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was great. I thought the effects were brilliant. I thought, did, let shout out. I know you've already said it, but Rory can hear unreal, yeah. just unreal. Like, it, just what fantastic. Like to to come. Like you could tell it was obviously you could tell it was him, and it wasn't like he didn't have to go pantomime with every. It was subtle differences to the characters. I know Jeffrey was a bit pantomime, but there was subtle differences to everyone. Um. Which yeah. which were brilliant. So yeah, I, I thought yeah. I, do you know what? I'm between. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking between at, an eight and a nine. Yeah, I'm looking at a nine. I think for me. Yeah, I, I think I'll I'll go nine. I will. Yeah, nine. Let's give it. <laughs> Matt, I was an eight, but I think I'm talking about it now. I'm thinking about it even more and digesting it even more. I think I might be on a nine as well. To be fair, pushed it up. I'd like to see it again for some reason. Yeah, I'd like to see a rewatch. See if there's anything I missed or I'm definitely gonna buy this different. when it comes out. It's, yeah. it's just fucking batshit. And again, like Midsummer did not know what to expect from the from the trailer and it delivered something completely different. Uh, and I, I I did get absorbed in it and really liked it. So well, that's well, why it's it's hard to push the boundaries and like in it and it's just like it's good when you get things like this where it's just not yeah, people are going to watch this because of the hype, the kind of hype about the controversy around it, which is great. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's getting a good length of time in the cinema, mm, not in yep. and out, which is fantastic. So hopefully, it finds legs. We shall it's definitely see. got a, a certain type of audience, though. 
I, like not like without sounding like a film snob at all, but there's definitely like what Matt said. If you're not used to this type of stuff, or it's not your bag, it's definitely not your bag. There's no like, <laughs> there's no like, yeah, it was great for twenty minutes, and then the rest, nah, you'd be. Can we sell like, it? Oh. Can we sell it as a woman empowerment movie? Movie? Do you think? Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's and I suppose that's the great thing about it. I think if you watch that consistent like a few times as a bloke, you're gonna sort of see maybe not like the extremes of it, but you're definitely gonna sort of go, oh. It hits a bit close to the bone with certain things, you know, like maybe in the past you've done stuff for definitely like, not that I want to get all like feminists now, but, you know, definitely women like have, have had this like sort yeah. of right. attitude around it. So, yeah, right, I'm, I'm moving this forward. <laughs> so, yeah. Before you say something, you regret, yeah? <laughs> you evil man. <laughs> <laughs> men draw one last breath nine out of ten fantastic moving on to the next episode we will be looking to do rob savage's uh dash cam which is available on uh amazon right now and in ireland it's available in apple tv apple tv <laughs> so there we go that'll be next episode now without further ado let's get on to our something to scream about What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? On this episode, something to scream about, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, Stranger Things Season 4. So what we're going to do, we're just going to discuss a couple of the episodes, probably the first four, uh, briefly. We're not going to go date deep dive on this but just our thoughts on each episode so what i thought i was gonna what i thought i could do is just, just give you a little recap on the episode so you can um so you'll remember kind of uh which episode was which so we kicked off with uh chapter one which was the Howfire club so yeah um eleven is bullied at school joyce opens a mysterious package and a scrappy player shakes up D night that is a good little recap i liked it um and you're very much right it's uh opening for, i mean it's worth talking opening fucking eight minutes of this thing is was released prior to the um tried to them all dropping so i had seen the first eight minutes fucking hell so it gives you a really for an impression on l you're like oh it's challenging how you see l or immediately um and it's almost done that with the bullies as well i oh, fucking i wanted to punch all those bullies in the fucking throat though <laughs> um yeah the first episode for me set scene setter but then what a fucking horrible twist at the end fucking hell that's just the beauty of it like, like you said paul the, the perfectly service, serviceable first sort of set them, set them back up they're all off doing all the different things and then bang this mm. is what we're doing this season and I, oh my god it just draw, literally jaw hitting the floor i don't know if that's the right analogy for it but wow plus it adds a brand new character to the mix eddie munson which oh. fucking the crowd are going freaking wild for we like him we like eddie literally everybody loves him it's like you know it's a bit like that steve character where everybody really hated him kind of at the start and then you fucking love him because yeah I mean, what they're all up to, you've got, we get an indication that Hopper's obviously in Russia still. We know that. Joyce is sort of got a shitty job and she's, um, and, and Hopper's trying to reach out. 
Um, you've still got Murray in it. Yes, Murray. Um, you've got the the Miami, the Florida crowd. Um, Will and Will's still a bit piney for Mike, and Elle's lying about her life to Mike. You've got uh, Robin trying to find her first lesbian partner, I think, and Steve's scoring. Steve's doing well with Robin as a, as his uh, wingman. It's fucking fantastic. Working. And Steve's the, got a new job. Yeah. Well, no, they're working the video shop. He did get the job. Yeah. Yeah. He got the job. And yeah. um, Matey Boy's gone. Where's Matey Boy? Where's the Where's the clerk? The cheese puff eating clerk. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a shame. But um, yeah, and, and Chrissy as well. This new cheerleader character mm, who we thought maybe might be in it a little longer. Not <laughs> dark, mate. dark. That ended. Fucking That's amazing. Brilliant stuff. So that leads us on to chapter two. Oh, uh, Lucas, Lucas is trying to be cool playing basketball. Oh shit, yeah, because he's right. like, out of all of them, he has changed for me the most. He looks so different, so, so much older. Yeah, so it sprouted so quick. And don't forget the other character as well. I quite like the uh, Dustin, uh, the surfer huh? dude, the Storner. Oh, what's his name? Do my head in now. It begins with a G, I think. Anyway, carry on. So yeah, chapter two, um, Vecna's Curse. A plane brings Mike to California. A dead body brings Hawkins to a halt. Nancy goes looking for leads. A shaken Eddie tells the gang what he saw. Everyone's after fucking Eddie. Everyone's after poor Eddie because he saw Chrissy. Oh, my word. I mean, this episode for me had some fucking moments in it, um, definitely. And again, it's very like this is Scooby Gang at its best, isn't it? Really, but we do get a fucking horrible fucking crunch with that roller skate. <laughs> oh yeah, that was vicious, wasn't it? Yeah, and another horrible death. So two episodes, two deaths. Fred, do you know what? Right, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about it obviously in the next couple but i when i first watched that the next death scene i was a bit like ah oh. like it did it didn't have this it, i mean it's grotesque and horrible but it didn't have the same impact i thought ah oh, are they gonna do this the same way all the time but but i'll talk about it the next couple of episodes of it brought me back i know what you mean that chrissy was a shock and the way it was yeah, done yeah. and the bone breaking but yeah fred for me was made was was not much of an impact i didn't feel like we liked maybe we didn't just like fred <laughs> no i just it was just it, it was the lifting up you knew what was going to happen to him it was like there was the shock value had sort of gone and it was a bit like oh is this now how everyone yeah. who's going to die is going to die in the series so it's all like, so- like but that's why i'd sort of want to talk about it in the next episode of why it sort of brought it back for us that's but, yeah. why I, that's why i was so surprised that they kind of went there because it's like uh, I was saying to you, Butch, the other day, a lot of kids that come in the shop are, are very young, Stranger Things fans. And I think they've pushed the boundaries with this as far as they can go. As far. Sucking um, eyeball, we're sucking eyeballs out. I mean, Vecna's scary as fucking bullshit. Yeah. He, he looks like an, you know, a worse Freddy Krueger. Just the deaths alone. Yeah. It's shocking. But he's... Um, we, we well we talk more about Vecna. I love I love the tribute to Carrie, obviously with Eleven at the roller skate park. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so the... many, so many cool eighties things. So chapter three was the monster and the superhero. 
Yeah, but also in the second one, we do get to see Hopper a little bit. We get to see his, Hopper's journey and stuff, and how you know what what happened to him, um, and why he's in the Russian, uh, why he survived, how he survived, and the abuse that he's getting at the thing, and and this willingness to escape. <laughs> Jules, I'm then, sorry. The then we go on to chapter superhero. three: the monster and the superhero. Uh, Murray and Joyce fly to Alaska. And Al faces a ser- serious consequences. Robin and Nancy dig up dirt on Hawkins. Demons. Doctor Owens delivers sobering news. Um, and probably we probably, I mean, we, Max is in this as well. Um, and Max plays such an important role in this in these first four episodes, and well, throughout, because she's the one who's being stalked by Vecna. Um, and oh my god, and we get and everyone's running up that hill by Kate Bush. Uh, that's chapter it's, four though wasn't it yeah but this is it's started in chapter three um but a, a new okay a new uh team up robin and nancy what do we think about that the silence of the lambs tribute was phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think to be fair mia hawk is is one of the best so far in it i thought she's brilliant i was she's great in the last series but they've really expanded her character and and uh really brought the forefront so she, yeah she's, she's really really good Loves a team up, doesn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. and they're, they're my new fave. They're great. Joyce and Murray for the win. <laughs> well, <laughs> they love the to- they love the team ups, mate. His first mention of the and oh, what's our new mate? Um, uh, Adele? No, not Adele. Uh, he begins with A. What's the the pizza delivery guy? Stoner. Who, oh, Jonathan's, a, Jonathan's a stoner. Somebody look it up for fuck's sake. <laughs> Argyle. Argyle, Argyle. I that up, I remembered it. Fucking Argyle. Argyle, awesome. Yeah, new, great new Argyle and Eddie, two great additions to the crew. I can't wait. To, I just can't wait for them to be all back together. I thought, oh, do you just come back together and do some fucking smashing? <laughs> well, Elle, oh, so Elle, because she smashed someone in the face with a roller skate, now is in, in pr- police custody, and uh, obviously then that alerts the military who find her, and uh, think that she's the one that's doing all the killing in Hawkins. Uh, just because she's got psychic powers, but obviously she hasn't got any powers. And then in the third one, does she, is does she get sprung in the third one? Or yeah, at the end of it, yeah, she does. Yeah. They come to the rescue, and then she's on her way to meet Papa. Papa. Uh, <laughs> but but in in the third one, we get to see more about um uh the we get to see more about Victor Creel, don't we? That they're looking for Victor Creel. Is it is it the fourth one we see the story behind Victor Creel? Yeah, it's so a chapter yeah. four, dear it's Billy. One of the best episodes so far. It's fucking. It's chapter four was great. I was on um, the edge of my seat through this. I mean, we get some awesome posters. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, Matt. I'll let you do. Your hang thing. on, fucking shut your mouth for two seconds. <laughs> fucking hell. Chapter four, dear Billy. Uh, Max is in grave danger and running out of time. A patient at Penhurst Asylum receives uh, visitors, and in Russia, Hopper is hard at work. You could have gone. Max is running up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that fucking song starting to do me. <laughs> uh, Victor Krill's backstory is is very interesting, and Robert fucking out the camera of a lifetime. Oh. Robert England. All he needed to do was throw a bit of cam on him, and it would be fantastic. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> she was dressed as Barb, wasn't she, old Robin? I don't know if you noticed yeah. that. Was she? Yeah, she was. I did not see that. She looked. She looked. They were dressing her up like Barb. Oh, 
Oh, I didn't even see that now. I'm going to have to go rewatch that. That's cool. Um, I, I mean, I, before I break into this bit, oh, my God. Um, we saw some great posters on the wall, an Elvira poster. Um, there was an awesome Jaws poster. And then this really, really cool little shop of horrors poster, which I've never seen before. It looked awesome. Um, oh my god, Max, man! I was like, I thought we we're gonna. I feel, I feel that we're gonna lose a big character in this. They've, they've, they've teased a couple uh, now. Um, that's but... why that was saying the death, the whole sequence. Then it brought it back in this because obviously you find out Max, Max has been stalked by Vecna, and then obviously there's a point where she goes into the trance, and then she gets lifted up, and you think shit, and it, it brings that real gravity to people potentially could die now like i honestly thought watching that scene it was end game i really did i the stakes for me i was like she's done because i just felt to me like they were focusing on it way too much the fact that she when she was running away i'm like she's gonna get just to that fucking bit where she's gonna get out and she's gonna drag him something's gonna happen i really i really felt the stakes on that i was on the edge of my seat with it and i was like i was like there's no way she's getting out of this yeah there's no way. The writing has just been phenomenal. Like the whole series, but the first four just unreal. Like keeping, like you said, keeping you on the edge of your seat. Well, yeah. they've done this great format as well. Is that they've got? It's a bit of the, like Game of Thrones format where they've got a few stories boiling on the pot, and I think that's fucking to keep you just so engrossed. They like they're so separated at the moment as well. It's like they're. St- they, I mean, you get a little bit of good. You got you had like Nancy on her own, and oh, and now Nancy and then Nancy comes into the tribe, so that she's back, you know. And you've got so it's Nancy, Robin, Steve, Eddie, Dustin, and then Lucas was away for a little bit, and Lucas comes into it, so they're starting to sort of you know pile up, and Lucas and Max, but you still got Will, Argyle, Jonathan, um, and. Uh, Mike, you know, and doing their thing, and it was L, and L's now on their own little thing, and then you got Hopper by himself, but then Joyce and Murray are on the way on the way to rescue him, and oh, Murray's fucking karate, yeah, kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. all the pieces. It's just all the at that point in the series, you just still sat there going. This is amazing, but I still haven't got a fucking clue what's going on. (laughs) But, like, not in a confused way, just uh, give me more, give me more, give me more. And, like, you're getting a bit, and you think you sort of know what's going on, and it's just setting you up. It's just setting you up for, obviously, next week's. Yeah, we won't go into episodes five, six, and seven. We'll do that, like, uh, next episode. But, oh, my God, what a fucking cliffhanger. And, uh, I mean, I've seen a little teaser for the volume two. I'm glad they did it like that. I'm, I'm actually really glad. There's only there's only two episodes. Yeah, but one's two and a half hours long. <laughs> one is two and a half. One is two hours nineteen minutes. That's the last one, and the other one is an hour twenty five. I mean, episode seven was an hour and thirty four. Fucking great content. Lots of money being spent on this, and what we said it before, didn't we? Ninety million per episode, or average. Oh my god. It's incredible. It's incredible. I love the one thing I want to talk about before we go on to the next thing is one of my favourite bits out of this. Simply was when they're in the video shop and they're just trying to find, hunt down this uh, kind of drug dealer and they're like, what would he rent? What would he rent? (laughs) And they're just looking for all the films. It's like, uh, um, it's like fucking Splash was on there and like loads of other just different movies. It's like, that's exactly what it would have been like. 
This is awesome. I love that bit. Yeah, and the, and the video shop just brings us into a, our little oh, fucking realm. Crazy. Like, oh my god, oh look at all those posters. Oh, team Freddy cut out. <laughs> Freddy cut out. Oh, all those. You just looking in the back. You could just pause it and go, oh my fucking hell, they got that box out. I mean, the attention to detail is fantastic. I'm sure there's. Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah, I love that. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Awesome. I love this. It's... Well, next next episode we will chat about the next episode. Yeah, episode we're free up bring you three episodes. We'll chat five, six, and seven. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Treat. Fun times. Should we uh, move on to our movie from the vault? Why would anybody watch a scum show like Video Drone? Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He First has time. been exposed to Videodrome. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since... What? Since I first saw Videodrome. His brain is already receiving video images. I think that massive doses of Videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination to the point that it will change human reality. Soon, his visions will coalesce and become uncontrollable flesh. Videodrome is seducing Max Wren. Come to me now. Come to Nikki. And Max Wren can do nothing to stop it. What makes you think I need help? None of our test subjects has returned to normality. Television can change your mind. Videodrome will change your body. Long live the new flesh. It will shatter your reality. Videodrome, starring Deborah Harry and James Woods. A shocking new vision from the creator of Scanners. Coming soon to a theater near you from Universal Pictures. Okay, this episode's moved from the vault. I chose, I picked it and I picked uh, Videodrome, by De- written and directed by David Cronenberg, starring... James Woods and Debbie Harry, of all people. Um, a little little cheeky synopsis. A programmer at a sleazy TV station that specializes in adult entertainment searches for the producers of a dangerous and bizarre broadcast called Videodrome. Videodrome. Right then, my first watch. Anyone else seen this? I thought I had seen it, right? Okay. Started watching it and thought, shit, it must be something else I think I've seen, because I've definitely never seen this before. I, I don't know if... I think I might have been getting confused with... I know this is hasn't got anything to do with the plot, but I think I got confused with Scanners. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> why, but I, I definitely haven't seen it before. So, yeah, it was first time for me. Matt? It was the first time for me as well. I've seen bits out of clips, very small clips. Um... But yeah, first time for me, first watch. All right then. What's your th- what's your thought first thoughts then, Matt? I fucking loved it. I thought it was <laughs> fucking fantastic. 
cool. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. Bonkers. Debbie Harry, naughty. Naughty girl. But no, I just like it's just so weird and wonderful and zany and Cronenberg y. It's just fucking don't know where it's gonna go, what's happening. Brilliant. Absolutely. Still don't still don't know where it actually went, to be honest. Nope. Um, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I find it quite I find it quite slow, if I'm honest. <laughs> that was my first impression. But I so I don't know. I watched it straight after men, so I think I was in some sort of like fever dream. Um so yeah, so yeah, like, that's a bit heavy watching men and then straight yeah, after so think, you mentalist. I think it actually frazzled my brain like video drones meant to do. Um, I'm a bit worried for you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> if I come at you with a gun, be scared. But no, so yeah, I did it was yeah, obviously. Um I, do you know what really saved it for us? I was I was going through the film thinking, I don't like this, you know, I don't like this. But then all the body horror started. And then I was like, yeah, yeah actually, fair play. Fair play. <laughs> all the Cronenberg stuff started. But um, I just thought, I don't know, I, I just thought some of the... James Woods was a bit, I don't know, I just didn't really feel his character, if I'm honest. Just a bit wooden. I don't, I don't like James Woods. I don't know why. I don't think I've even seen him in any other thing. I think it's a Family Guy thing. Yes, you I have. I've seen him in Robocop. I just don't <laughs> fucking like him. I don't like his face. I don't like the way he carries himself. There, there is a thing I've heard rumours that he's not the greatest person to meet. All right. In but, real life and stuff. But I don't know. I like the fucking movie. I fucking uh, I, thought so I thought, like the, like you said, the body horror is fucking nuts. And it, it's right on my straight. It's just what the fuck did I just watch? And it just like stops. And I'm just like, huh? Uh, and I'm like, okay, is it, am I watching a weird sexy bondage movie? I mean, I know what he's like, but I mean, Scanners, I'm like, uh, okay. And then like, obviously he did Crash. And I'm like, that was fucked up. This just, it was quite naughty. I mean. Yeah, but it's, it's clever. It's just so clever. Because it's, do you not think it's just so, he makes it, Cronenberg makes it sleazy with where he picks the locations, how he films it. Um, just the content it's just you just feel a bit dirty watching it and a bit naughty and a bit it's a bit wrong but then uh, and the way he makes you feel in that situation i think it's great he's an interesting director um and because like you go from this and then you get obviously we're going to be watching crimes of the future soon but eastern promises and history of history of violence those two movies like are kind of they you get the grotesque grotesque moments but they're they are so yeah, but that's so far on Cronenberg, though, isn't it? That's yeah. why. I mean, this is this is like kind of on a budget Cronenberg, early early years sort of stuff where he was really pushing it, pushing the boundaries. Oh, big time torture porn. I mean, Jesus Christ, some <laughs> of those things. The stuff with Debbie Harry, uh, Debbie Harry, where, where where she was like, cut cut me. Was it like sexual exploration? I'm so surprised that she signed up for that movie. Hmm. And and that really weird bit when he's like slaps that woman, but he doesn't slap her. I mean, I know he's having hallucinations, but it's so weird. He like slaps her, and it's Debbie Harry, and it's not. And it's like actually, he didn't actually slap her. It's like, uh, what? And he's having weird naughty sex, and like, sort of. <laughs> I don't want to see James Woods, but to be honest, but there you go. <laughs> and he fucks the TV. Sort of in his own little weird way. The TV starts moving. There's that synonymous scene. And I didn't expect it to be focused on the sort of the sleazy. I thought I knew it was going to be body horror. And I knew there's like going to be there was like all the weird gaps, like existence and stuff like that. But 
I didn't expect the, the, the I didn't know there was going to be weird like exploitation sexy kind of vibe to it like he was just trying to fuck a TV I don't know and spank a TV I what, think what? see I think, I think you've got a, uh, uh, I think I got a lot more out of it I thought more out like uh, about the kind of the social element of it about you know there's a massive underlying underlying social element about you know how graphic is graphic are these things that you watch going to change you as a person you know even to the point where there's, there's some prediction of the future in there like the headsets they wear about like or you know being in a, a reality where you're you know what's it called the the what's it called the headsets you wear and oh yeah like vr old, and stuff, old yeah. Matt, vr yeah like fucking sound like fucking old dick um <laughs> Yeah, VR quite like the fact the fact that it's like literally it's like he's wearing a VR unit on his head at one point. It's a bit bigger, a bit bigger. And the fact and the fact, well, yeah, it's back in the day, isn't it? But like and the way that the one guy is prof is kind of a prophet kind of guy where he's saying that you know everybody at one at one stage is just gonna have a a a name like a made up name. It's like almost we're there, man. People got Twitter handles. People got. Fucking Instagram handles. It's like it's fucking crazy. Some of the shit, the content. Yeah, you you live your life through your TV essentially. That's what. What the fuck are we doing now? Yeah, our lives through our phones. Fucking crazy shit when you think about it, man. Yeah, the 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 social commentary of it all and like how fucking ahead of its time and stuff like that is. At that time, with video nasties as well. Yeah, it was eight. eight, This movie came out in eighty-three. So he basically gets he gets manipulated, doesn't he, to thinking he's found a new program but they're actually mind controlling them using this video drone today oh, yeah I, I mean is he he's getting video videos put into his stomach that's controlling <laughs> controlling him is that right but yeah but that's is that all that's all hallucinations though isn't it yeah so that's all him like hallucinating the fact that he's been it's in as with them them videos are like his missions they've they've they mind controlled him into being an assassin and obviously they're are they like religious and they want because obviously they make him go eventually to get him under mind control to kill the people who were working with him. So like to kill his partners who were like working with him in the sleazy industry or his mm. channel he owns. So he bumps them off. But they keep giving him like videotapes and sticking in. So almost like that's your next target. And then they send him to that, the, the, the wifey of the, the, no, the daughter of the professor or oblivion. There good go. name. <laughs> good name. Not his real name, though. <laughs> but yeah, I, the, the the you do get lost in like what's real and what isn't. Um, and like you said, it's good inter- it's good talking about it now in terms of how you interpret it. And like obviously the social commentary is fantastic, but and obviously the videotapes aren't actually being inserted to him. I guess you know they he's being mind warped somewhere else. But it's fucking so clever. Then how I mean when he put his own arm inside him and the gun is inside him it's like what <laughs> yeah so you know when they get the gun i want to ask you about that so the gun obviously gets gooier and obviously fuses to his hand is that just like a, a metaphor because of the amount of times he puts his hand into his stomach essentially it gets gooier and gooier i don't know it's it's becoming a part of him isn't it i don't i don't know so it's the violence that. becoming part of the society <laughs> Ooh. But what about the? Did that? Did he with, with the guy at the um the the, the double crossed him who was working undercover, um in in 
for him. When he tried to put a cassette in him, he, he came out and his, did it come out of a grenade on his hand? And is that why he blew up? That's right. Yeah, it's like right. a German stick grenade. Ah, oh, okay. I didn't quite understand what the fuck. Yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. I was trying to work it out and then he blew up and I was a bit like, I, I still don't know what that was. But yeah, it was a grenade, fair play. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Um, and then... I only worked that after he blew up as well, though, <laughs> we'll say. There was... Uh... Why did that bloke... I mean, is that enough? To, something else to do with the visuals? But the, he shot the bloke, and then he started like splitting in two and well, weird. The, this is the thing. I think the the bullets from the gun is like part of him, isn't it? Again, it's coming out of that weird fucking thing. It's almost like they're explodable bullets or something. Like it's really weird. Like you sending tumors their way or something like that. Well, she she did say that David, because obviously he goes to kill this woman, and then she sort of somehow turns him to good uh, and then basically <laughs> says use these superpowers you've been given so whether or not he just hallucinates the fact that because it, it's all the signals invaded his lymphatic system or something isn't it and yeah can control them so it's you've got these skills now like either the assassin skills or you've got a gun melded to your arm or whatever so you believe i don't know whether it's the mind controlled him to believe he could do all this stuff so i think he hallucinates when he shoots him that he's that powerful that is he can just disintegrate bodies yeah that was quite impressive that the special effects that was special effects were fucking awesome on this like really really good obviously some of the workers on that was uh was rick baker so Ooh. But, okay quite... And then the end, it was a weird ass ending. He, he shoots himself twice, once in the TV and then once in real life, right? So he's dead, I guess, maybe. Well, he's <laughs> dead. He's dead in real life, but he lives on as the signal, essentially, like uh, that Professor Oblivion. So I suppose I got that from that. Is that? Yeah, I'd say that's that's what I got from it. Okay, fair play. I liked it. It was fucking weird and wacky, and and the the, the special effects were awesome to see and i'm sure it's groundbreaking back then like scanners was it just has some incredible moments in it but again james woods <sighs> it was quite a similar sort of film obviously two different type like sort of plots but it was quite a similar film to men it was quite a good week to do yeah I'll give you that. <laughs> definitely with the body horror yeah yeah i'll give you that but yeah i, I think it's a good pick uh, i mean it's been you know, it's been on my list. I'm modest. Absolutely ages. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say it's a bloody good. It's a bloody good pick by me. Well, that, that's changed now. He's picked it. He's given it. He's given it extra marks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bugger. An eleven out of ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bloody good pick. <laughs> One of the better ones that I've sort of uh, pulled out of the bag that I've never seen before. I just said I, you know, and it's got a great title. I like the title, but did not expect. I was just expecting maybe more. Of the, I didn't. I suppose I needed the. What were you expecting from David Cronenberg? Come on, no man, that's a good point. Where he just starts putting shit in himself. I don't know, fucking hell, (laughs) fucking weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weird. But yeah, another Cronenberg down. We've done the fly scanners. I mean, we've still got the brood to do. Um, we could do the old rabbit rabid. That'd be awesome to do. Fucking hell, so fucking weird. And uh, we've got the Crimes of Future coming soon, which apparently half the people in Cannes walked out of the cinema and then the other half did a standing ovation. So what the fuck's going to happen with I, that I one? bet we'll be the standing ovation crew. <laughs> <laughs> Not <Knowing laughs> us. 
<laughs> we'll see. But yeah, liked it. Matt, have you got any facts for us? I have got some. Um, the majority of the trailer was created with a Commodore 64 computer. Legendary. I used to have a Commodore 64. That's good. I didn't. Uh, I always had to go. I didn't else fuck it though. I didn't fuck it. I just want to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> when that joystick started pulsating, I know. I know you what you did. Anyway, I, t- I might I, have if Debbie Harry appeared on the screen, mind. But that, yeah, she, she was. She was all sorts of naughty. I don't know what I was thinking when I was watching this. Anyway, um, the TV station Civic TV is patterned after Civic TV, an actual television station which started out in Toronto and was particularly infamous for showing soft-core sex films as part of its late-night programming schedules. At one point in the film, one of Max Wren's partners is called Moses, which is a reference to the City TV founder, Moses Zinema. I would like a Civic TV t-shirt. <laughs> that would be cool. I'm sure you'd get one. Sure you can get one. Um, the videotapes used in the film, at least as key props, are Betamax format. This is because VHS cassettes were too large to fit in the false stomachs for special effect scenes. Pretty pretty cool, I thought. Um, an epilogue was planned, but never filmed. In it, Max Wren, uh, Bianca Oblivion and Nikki Brand appear on the set of a videodrome. Bianca and Nikki are shown to have chest slits, brackets vaginas, of their own, from which emerge strange mutated sex organs. This concept was also used in one of Cronenberg's earlier films, Rabid. The scene was scrapped along with many others due to cost overruns, bad timing. Debbie Harrow had a stomach flu and James Woods was visiting relatives. Sounds like a twat to me. Um, and the sheer difficulty of executing such special effects scenes uh, with a number of ambitious special effects sequences were also dropped. It's a big shame, isn't it? Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I've just got one more. Several effects set pieces were cut, including one involving Telly Ranger. The sequence would have uh, seen a return to one of Cronenberg's preferred locations, the bathtub. Uh, the hallucination required the, FX, the SFX team to waterproof the television, which, according to the script, was to rise improbably out of the depth of the tub. But they just couldn't do it. Fair enough. Shame. Same. But yeah. Okay. Ooh. Are we rating this then? I'll go first. <laughs> Because I'm going to give it an eight because I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, me. That's uh, that's fair. Uh, eight all day. I, I, it's it's bonkers. <laughs> it's up there. Fucking up there, Paul. I'll be interested to see what you think. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. <laughs> I was going to give it a six, so I've uh, upped it through talking about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, seven. Because to be honest, there were bits of it I just thought were a bit wanky. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair Not enough. literally oh, wacky. <laughs> Back to your Commodore 64 days. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Draw on last breath. Eight out of ten. Doing maths. Good maths. Right. And Matt. it's my pick. My pick. Go on then, dude. What you got? What you got for us? Something well, excess. Something excessive. Yeah, I'm, I've had enough of this fucking wanky bullshit where we're just going around and around. But it's about time for some fun. We're going to be watching Cellar Dweller. Okay, you fucking. Yay! Went... Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> you say fun. confidence, guys. You say fun, but I have never fucking seen the thing. Cellar dweller. It sounds like amazing. That. Great title. This Paul's gonna fucking love it. I'm sure it'd be like humanoids from the deep. It's an eighteen. Eighteen. Oh. What does it look like? There we go. Oh yeah, look at that. Cellar dweller. He's Down like... in the pit. 
to let a house with 12 bedrooms, six bathrooms, five receptions, and one cellar. I've never seen this movie, right? I bought it on VHS off of eBay uh, a couple of years ago because I used to see the cover in the video shop all the time and think, I really want to watch it, and I never got to watch it. What's, that, na- what's that naughty pick on the back? It basically says, I'll eat you out of house and home. And there's just fucking loads of pictures of a fucking beast and shit on the back. That's fucking crazy. Mm, we're going to get the obligatory boob shot. Without a doubt, it's an 18. Right, what the hell am I supposed to watch this on? YouTube, free. Excellent. <laughs> Boom. Thanks, man. <laughs> I've done my research. Don't you worry. Good man. Good man. All right, that's cracking. All right, that that wraps up another episode. Uh, moving on to episode 106, we will be watching Rob Savage Dashcam as our main review, carrying on our talk about the fucking fantastic Stranger Things season four. And Matt has just pulled literally out of the cellar. Uh, cellar dweller <laughs> to watch for movie on the vault and there's only one more thing to say you can find me later when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast I am the devil and I am here to do the devil's work you can follow us on twitter at draw one last instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com <laughs>